have audacious faith for your business? If you find yourself having to hem and haw to answer that, then you need help. Welcome to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Don Jordan Jones. In today's show, you'll learn how to stand out from the rest of the marketplace, improve your image, and that of your business. Now, here's your host, Don Jordan Jones. Well, good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. My name is Dawn Jordan-Jones, and I'm your host for Audacious Faith for Your Business. This show focuses on offering sound advice from industry experts on how to step out on faith and effectively market your business. Helps you to build your business by creating a standout brand in a competitive marketplace. My prayer is by you listening each week. You will understand the necessary steps to create the right awareness needed to increase your business and revenue. You'll learn how to set yourself apart so you can effectively reap the rewards of your hard work. We know that creating a business and marketing plan as well as executing it on a daily basis is just as essential as having money to finance your business and to keep the lights on. This is a new show on the Empowerment Network, and we are proud to be part of the Black Friday series. Audacious Faith for Your Business can be found here every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. As you know, we start off every single week with a scripture and thought for the week. And while our businesses is the lifeblood of our career, we know that Jesus is the lifeblood of our lives. And as long as we give him the honor and glory in all that we do and ask him to direct our path, we will receive the promises he has for us. This week's scripture is coming from Job uh, chapter 11, verses 8 through 9, and I'll be reading from the message translation. God is far higher than you can imagine, far deeper than you can comprehend, stretching farther than Earth's horizons, far wider than the endless oceans. Have you ever stood on a beach and looked out over the ocean? It goes on and on for miles. Um, Actually, my beach time is my favorite me time, just so you know. Um, There's nothing more, there's, there's nothing better to me than being on the beach. But actually, you can't see anything but water. It seems endless. It is limitless. Every year, I choose a word that helps resonate with me and center with me throughout the year. It's my focus, and when things get a little tough and I need a little encouragement, I remember my word for the year, and it pushes me to keep going. That's my word for the year, limitless. So when life seems to get you down or things aren't going your way, remember we have a God who is limitless. His love never stops. His mercy and grace is new every single morning. He loves you beyond any limit you can put on yourself. And he will give you abundantly, exceedingly more than you could ask or think. Now, you may be wondering, who is this Dawn Jordan Jones? Well, I'll share a little bit about me. I'm a Midwestern-born girl raised with a little bit of Southern hospitality. I've been in sales and marketing arena for over 30 years and have over 20 years in radio on the sales side. I've had the pleasure of working with companies such as Pepsi, Sam's Club, Walmart, Hardee's, McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, and Walgreens. And I've worked with teams planning events ranging from 100 to 20,000 attendees. I'm the owner of 2911 Media, a full-service marketing company where we serve companies by assisting them in branding themselves through design, advertising, and marketing. I'm also the owner of Lord 365, where we share God-inspired messages 365 days a year. 
when it comes to marketing, it's in my blood. And my hope is that I can help mom and pop stores to nonprofits and ministries to Fortune 100 companies shine the brightest light possible to get their message out to the public. They say you build it and they'll come, but you have to tell them so they can come and see you. You can find me online through email at dawn at 2911media.net or across all social media at 2911media. And that's 11, the word spelled out. Now, enough about me. I am so excited, and you guys are truly in for a treat this evening to introduce my guest for this week's show. It is my utmost pleasure. Um, I connected with her at um, our Audacious Faith Covenant Partners Retreat back in December. And when I tell you she has a natural gift, and a truly a natural gifting for writing and for words, it is an understatement. Charismatic, compassionate, and conversational. Cassandra Lenore lives by these three words alone. Passion is pursuit. Being an expert of turning the can'ts into cans, dreams into plans, and visions into reality, the publisher, inspirational teacher, and two-time self-published author is profoundly dedicated in service to helping others do the same. This goal is accomplished through helping them discover and pursue who they are and what they were created to do. With the goal of making a global impact by igniting everyone, she encourages through divine inspiration and information. Cassandra understands the importance of starting locally, hence the creation of C. Lenore Publishing, LLC, the Cassandra Lenore Scholarship, Passion is Pursued Conference, and the Cassandra Lenore Scholarship Holiday Bazaar. The St. Louis native currently resides in New York City, where, the, where she hosts a slew of monthly events and workshops, mentors countless individuals, heads the Young Adults Ministry at Crenshaw Christian Center in New York, and coaches multitudes of young business owners and aspiring authors, all while maintaining, maintaining a thriving speaking career. Her self-published books include From Nothing to New York and The Passion is Pursuit Devotional. Cassandra has taken the world by storm and is indubitably the chief passioneer of her generation. Please welcome my sister in Christ, Cassandra Lenore, as we discuss putting your purpose to pen. Thank you so much for joining me this evening, Cassandra. I really, I'm glad you could find time in your super hectic schedule um, to just spend some time with us here today. I truly appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for the invitation. No problem. No problem. Now, I had the the pleasure of meeting you back in December where, um, I, you know, our Covenant Sisters kind of came together. Um, and I was in awe with you because you have during those three days that we were together, you were able to put into words exactly what all of us were feeling, but not able to actually craft it into words. And I was just like, okay, that is her area of gifting. And now I see why she does what she does. You have such an amazing story of how you got to be your own boss and you're not even 30. <laughs> so, <laughs> so share with us a little bit about your journey. Well, um, Thank you again. I just want to first and foremost just acknowledge you for this platform and for even finding or seeing me worthy to even be a part of it. So I really appreciate that. Um, but a bit about me. So I am currently based in New York City. I've been here since 2012. I graduated when I graduated from college. I moved here 16 days out of college. Um, no family, no friends. 
$200 and a boatload of faith. Like literally it was just like me and God. And so, uh, from when I finally made it to New York, I really just went on this journey of self-discovery. I had an internship that lasted for, uh, for the summer and then it turned into a full-time position, but it was at a media agency. And so when I realized that I was settling for a paycheck <laughs> um, and I just really wanted to pursue my passions and just figure out what that was, like I thought that I was going to move to New York, see my name on billboards and see my face on like face on these screens and just just move here and blow up. That wasn't my reality. And so after leaving the media company, I just really went on this journey of self-discovery. So from 2013 to about 2015, I was just working in a lot of freelance positions, whether it was uh, as a production assistant on a set of different reality TV shows. I was working as an assistant for a music uh, manager. I was also working as the assistant. Like I was working for six people, well, six different jobs at once. And this was all while still having to work in retail and having to... um, do I like catering jobs just so that I can still provide a living here in New York because it is so expensive. And so I really just got to this place. I just remember um, that I was at a low place and I always like to say that I write to release. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a friend who says I write to get it right. And I thought that was so powerful, but I always say like I write to release. So no matter what I was going through in life, whether it was like something extremely devastating or like, that I just had this overwhelming feeling of emotion, even if it was good that I couldn't verbally express, I will be able to write it down. So through me writing it down, um, I was just at a very low place, like my, uh, finance, like my business account, my bank account, my savings, my checking, everything was at like a zero. Luckily I wasn't in a negative, but still like I had, uh, rent to pay and my lease was ending and I just didn't know what to do. So I, I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? He was like, right. I'm like, right. What? And I heard nothing else. So I started writing my story. And then from there, it just, I mean, I had two books later in a publishing company. Like it really just, it, it was the key to my freedom. Okay. Now you skipped a whole bunch. Like, I two did. Books in a publishing company. <laughs> I was like, how can I condense this? You're right. You're right. No, I did. We don't need to condense it. Cause I think that I, I believe that when looking at someone, especially of where you are in your station in life, people need to understand that um, it, it can happen in a very short amount of time and they can move to that next level. So I want to, you know, I definitely want you to impact of how you went from, okay, you started writing and then, yeah. You know, some of the so stuff you, that happened there. You want me to tell my truth? Okay. Tell <laughs> your truth. Yeah, I'm actually a super fan of that. I love being as transparent and authentic as possible. Um, and so I guess where I could just really start is that when I moved to New York City, like I told you, like I moved here with $200 and a boatload of faith. Uh, my mom uh, told me that she can get me to New York, but I would have to keep me there. And so we could only uh, afford one month's rent. And so that's really what my journey looked like when I first moved to New York Uh, It's like not only stepping out on faith, but doing what was necessary to make my faith align with the word that I was standing on. From there, I really just entered into this place of like survival. I feel like for the for six for six years, I've just been in this place of surviving and I'm finally entering into this place of thriving. Right. Um, And so just being honest after the 
after that three months of wondering if I was going to land a job, wondering how I was going to pay for my bills, having to move from uh, the young apartment housing uh, that my mom was able to provide for me that first month to moving into a sublet. And I don't know, I never heard of a sublet before in New York, but basically <laughs> when I got here, um, I moved into a sublet with two strangers who were like on the break of a divorce. It was kind of like really weird. They were like middle age, middle Eastern, or I, I think one person was even from Australia. Like I don't even know where these people was from and I just like <laughs> I just like moved in with them and um yeah this is this is when my journey my New York journey began and it's so it's so funny now when I look back on it but I experienced things in those first three months that I never would have imagined or dreamed of like um one of the things that I'm like I talk about in my first book when I share uh my story about journey um, journeying to New York and you know get into this place after coming from what I thought was nothing. I really, um, uh, I had an experience, <laughs> I had an experience with bed bugs. Yeah. Didn't know that was a real thing. Right. And so I literally, I remember I was crying to my best friend every single night. I was so embarrassed going to work. Mind you, this is the summertime. I was there from June to August for my internship, but I moved here in May. And so literally I, it would be like 98 degrees, 100 degrees outside. And I would have on like cardigans and long sleeves because I would be so embarrassed and didn't want anybody to see like these bites that I had on my own arms because I didn't want them to think that I was dirty when I just moved into an environment that I didn't know, you know, this existed. Oh, yeah, even though I like viewed it. And it was so crazy because I was on the phone crying to my best friend one night. And after he calmed me down, I'm never going to forget this. He was like, night, night, don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know what that really means. Yeah. And so he was laughing and then he said, too soon. I said, way too soon. And so, um, <laughs> but yeah, from there, I just kind of remember feeling like I, I never want to be in this place again. And not only with the bed bugs, but just with my financial situation, um, with my relational situation. I was just very unhappy. Uh, although I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be, it didn't feel like I thought it would. Okay. And so that really just laid the foundation of my New York journey thus far. So I um, finally got the full-time position and then I moved to the Upper East Side. My best friend moved here a month later. Um, and so we moved to the Upper East Side, which is like one of the most expensive uh, zip codes <laughs> in the country. And so we thought we were doing it. And then we realized like, why are we paying so much for this closet? And so, you know, <laughs> after we overcame the, you know, excitement of living in New York on the Upper East Side at 22, 23 years old, like reality hit, I started becoming very unhappy with my life. I felt like I was living in a routine that I didn't desire to sign up for. I felt like um, I wasn't celebrated for the work that I was doing. I felt like I was living in a box. I felt just really constricted because I was, I felt like I was just living the same day twice. I was just like waking up, um, going to work, coming Groundhog home. Day. Yeah. Like it just was, it was, I don't want to say horrible, but it was because it wasn't what I signed up for. It was just that I got comfortable with the check. Uh, and so in getting comfortable with this check, I became complacent. So when I moved here, I had all these dreams, these goals, these desires, these aspirations. And then reality set in because, you know, I'm coming from, high school, then straight to college. And then I moved here. And so I was basically living in a protected community, although 
just a bit about my background. I do come from a single parent household. I am a first generation college graduate. So, you know, I didn't have anybody to like really figure things out. Like I didn't have a rich uncle to call and be like, yo, how do you do a FAFSA or, you know, <laughs> right. what, what is this? Like, you know, what if I'm not filming the class? Should I drop it or should I keep it? Like I really had to just figure things out on my own. You know, thank God for my mom who was definitely 100% supportive and there with me every step of the way. So when it was time to figure out the FAFSA situation, she was sitting with me, you know, when it was time when I was like, okay, mama, like how are we paying for this? Like she was encouraging me to fill out scholarships and um, do the financial aid and becoming an RA, like in finding an on-campus job. So although I've had a lot of experiences, they were all still in like this protected bubble. And that's what I feel like college is. I feel like it's just like this safe haven between childhood and uh, being an adult where you can just figure it out. But when yeah. I got to New York, I just had to figure <laughs> I really just had to figure it out. There was no bubble. And so me figuring it out with this real life responsibility and these real life bills, I'm like, well, this is a real life job making me a real life check. So I'm going to just stay here. And then I just started being challenged. I was... Um, I was experiencing a lot of, let me think how I can put this. I was just very uh, ostracized. Um, mm -hmm. I was challenged in a, a very negative way. I was looked down upon. I was talked about talked about they didn't prepare me to succeed and I and you know this can be anybody's first job experience but it was really like it was like a real uh, big thing to the point where I've had people who advise me um, mentors and people who even worked at the company who told me that I have a case and that I should have took it to like court like that's how horrible it was and it was just like the worst experience of my life like I'm out of college and this is my first real job and I'm crying every night but then I'm having to get up every morning and encourage myself and pray and read the Bible and press and, and here we go again as soon as I come home I'm back to tears I'm back to crying I'm back to feeling unfulfilled and they were trying to fire me I was trying to like find another job it was just the worst experience it was like to this day it probably is one of the worst experiences of my life but what happened was it really forced me to find me wow. and sometimes when you get to a place of comfortability you have to get pushed and it's just like uh, the eagles, right? Mm -hmm. they, their moms create this nest for them and, you know, put them in there and put the eggs in there, make sure that they're protected and keep them safe from harm and everything. But once they get older, after she's finished nourishing them and everything, she, she, can, she just keeps on putting them in these uncomfortable situations until they have no choice but to leave. Right. She just starts making the nest like smaller and smaller until that she's basically pushing them out of the nest for them to learn how to flap their wings and soar. Right. And so I believe that that's what God had to do with me it, in such a short amount of time because I started full time and I believe August and I left. <laughs> I left by like March. Like I, I, oh, wow. I feel like, yeah, it was like crazy, maybe April. But I know for a fact that I didn't hit one year there. So I was there for like seven or eight months. And the only reason why I remember it was like seven or eight months was because, um, and I think that that might have even been included in my internship time, but I'm not all the way sure right now. But the only reason why I say that is because um, 
seven is the number of completion and eight is the number of new beginnings. And so wow. I remember like when, when that number hit, I was too. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, this is powerful. Um, and so God kept telling me to find another job and I just, w- I would, I would apply here and there, but it would still be for media agencies because that's what my only, re- like, that's what my resume consisted of at the point. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, got pushed out. I literally got fired. And it was so crazy because in my interview to this day, I kind of look back and laugh on it. I mean, not my interview, but um, in, in my firing, I don't know what, what that meeting is called. <laughs> when they were discharging me and letting me go, the HR rep and my head supervisor called me into the office. And what she, what they said was, we just don't feel like you're passionate about this. Maybe you should go into magazines or fashion or something like that. And we can help you and give you some uh, resources. And I just couldn't believe them. Like, I tried everything within me not to cry in that meeting. But I was just infuriated. And also, like, because I felt like they were speaking my truth. But I was just like, how (laughs) dare you tell me I'm not passionate? Like, I get in before you guys. I leave after you. I'm trying so hard to absorb and learn all this stuff and work with these numbers and be on this stupid computer all day. And you fire me because I'm not passionate? Like, this cannot be my reality. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow the absolute best thing that ever happened to me because when they pushed me out of that nest of comfortability, I began to soar or I at least began to flap my wings to see that I could fly. And so that's when I decided like, okay, God, this was in 2013. I was like, okay, God, I never want to live the same day twice. I don't. And he Mm -hmm. took me a little too literal. (laughs) (laughs) And so you gotta be careful what you say. Yeah. You gotta be Those words are powerful. My God, especially when you got this Holy Spirit. So everything you speak is going to come to pass. Right. And so um, since 2013, I I can definitely say I haven't lived the same day twice. Um, And so, like I said, that, that is actually when I started freelancing, just trying to figure out who I was, trying to figure out what I desired to do. That's when I started uh, going to, well, I was always going to networking events like crazy, but I really picked it up then every single night. Um, But not only networking and making the connection, but also being intentional and following up and nurturing the relationships. Mm -hmm. And to this day, from that 2013 grind that I was on, I still have mentors that um, I'm in touch with, like that still have play a very special place in my life. Um, they're still rooting for me there. If I need anything, they're still there. Um, I, I try to treat them to lunch when I got it. Like, Hey, you've been, you've been taking care of us for so long. It's my turn. (laughs) I got us. Um, and so it's just like a really beautiful thing that came out of a very, uh, ugly moment. And so I started, like I told you freelancing for a product, uh, different reality TV series, uh, as a production assistant, I was working as an assistant for a music manager. I was also freelancing from the marketing director at universal, uh, music group. I was working for an entertainment consultant. I was working for a lady who did, um, food tours in Harlem. Um, all of this was at the same time. I kid you not. And most of those positions were unpaid. Um, most, if not all of those positions were unpaid. <laughs> wow. Except for one. And she pay, tried to pay me like a hundred dollars. I don't know if it was a week or a month because it's been so long, but I, I, I kid you not, like that money went nowhere. And, um, 
yeah, I was working at retail uh, stores and I was working in catering just so that I can make ends meet so that I can stay to continue to discover who I was and pursue my dreams because I knew that God didn't bring me here to leave me. Like he led me here. This was literally outside of St. Louis. I applied to internships all over the country and that was the only internship that I landed. And even that was a story and testament in itself because I was presented with the St. Louis opportunity. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I was presented with the St. Louis uh, opportunity while I was waiting to hear back from the New York one. And I remember at telling God that I didn't want to go back. And I felt like there was nothing there for me. I didn't want to go back. And I just was praying and fasting and praying and fasting <laughs> and sowing seeds into this um, internship. And didn't hear anything back. It was way past the time that they said that they would um, let us know if we received the internship. And they said that they were behind because they had received so many applicants. And I did not know what to do. And I even had like sound doctrine. <laughs> I had my mom and my best friend telling me like, you know, take the let, you know, either just communicate, like let the internship in St. Louis know that you're in between offers or take it and then later retract it. But don't not say anything. But yeah. I didn't, you know, at tw what, I was 22 at 22 years old. I didn't know or and I, still to this day, I kind of battle with that. I didn't know if taking that internship would be a sign to God of like in contradicting my faith. Like if I say I trust you, then, and I, I say that I'm believing you for this thing. If I say that I'm a stand in faith for this thing, then why am I going to accept another thing? And right. so, you, you know, there's faith and then there's wisdom. So I didn't know what to do. So I did nothing. And I missed out on that internship. But luckily, God honored God honored my faithfulness and my faith. And so uh, I got the internship and I was selected one out of 10 across the entire country. Wow. Um, and honestly, if, if, even in that, it was through an essay-based contest. So oh, it has, the writing. It, yeah. It has literally been my writing that has opened the door for me to walk through every opportunity in my life from essays in elementary school to get it, having to write an essay to get into college to my first scholarship. My first $500 scholarship was an essay-based scholarship to get my first and only internship was an essay-based, um, the Lewis Carr Internship Foundation. And Lewis Carr is the president over advertising sales of BET. And so his, obviously his internship is huge. Uh, his mm -hmm. internship foundation is huge and it has a it has positions all across the country in the major markets like LA, Chicago, Atlanta, Washington, DC, um, and New York city. And then you get to select your top three. And not only was I placed, uh, through his internship foundation, I was also, um, placed in my number one desired, um, location, which was New York city. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's why I, yeah, that's to why I told you to keep going. You can't. So that was a whole bunch that you just kind of compacted in. I tried so, to condense it. <laughs> I appreciate that. We're going to get ready to take a break here. But um, when we come back, I really want to start digging into more about that word and how that written word and how it can impact a person's business. This is Dawn Jones, and you're listening to Audacia Faith for your business. I'm here with Cassandra Lenore of C. Lenore Publishing. We'll be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 2911 Media helps you with all of your marketing needs, including business consulting, web and graphic design, advertising placement, and social media management. Because you need time to run your business, 2911 Media can run your marketing with more than 20 years of marketing experience. We work with mom and pop and Fortune 100 companies. Visit 2911media.net. That's 29-E-L-E-V-E-N-Media.net. Put our award-winning marketing and promotions to work for you. 2911 Media. Establish. Enhance. Elevate. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to Audacious Faith for Your Business. To reach the program today, call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to Dawn at 2911media.net. Back to Audacious Faith for Your Business. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Dawn Jordan-Jones, and I am here with Cassandra Lenore of C. Lenore Publishing. And before the break, she was just telling us her, uh, essentially her story of how she left St. Louis, went to college, and got an internship and began this just this ride to where she is now. Mm-hmm. So I want to go ahead and pick back up where she left off because she we, we were just kind of getting into how she kind of evolved into 
you know, where she knew she needed to be. I'm going to point a couple things out. Um, you said sometimes, and I'm paraphrasing, but you said sometimes you have to hit rock bottom in order. And when you do that, that's actually where you're supposed to be in order for you to go to the next level. You didn't say it like that, but that's just kind of what I took away from it. But you had so many nuggets that you shared that you said by doing that, it forced you to find you. And I think yeah. sometimes when we as individuals, we may make not may not may have the best life choices, or we may take a turn. God tells us to go right. We decide to go left. Uh, then I think sometimes we run into situations where we make those mistakes and we end up tripping and falling and we hit rock bottom. And I think that's when God can do his biggest work. Cause he's like, you have nothing else to depend on, but him. Yeah. Um, so it's just, and, and so just, you know, I could sit and listen to you talk all night, so I'm going to let you talk some more. So yeah. tell us a little bit about, okay, so you decided to, you're doing all the freelancing, you're working for six different people, and you started writing. Right. Well, I want to, um, I'm sorry, can I piggyback off of something that you said? Sure. Um, in college, I wrote a poem entitled GPS, and it was, mm-hmm. um, it stood for God's planning system. Nice. And what I, of course, I use the metaphor of a GPS and how, you know, it tells us to go one direction. Let's say it tells you to make a right at the light. And then you're like, wait, why is it taking telling me to make this right? No, it's going to take me longer if I make a right. I'm going to just go straight. So then you go straight and then you hit traffic because there was an accident in the head that you didn't know about. But the GPS did. And so you were trying in your in your um finite wisdom <laughs> you wanted to <laughs> in your limited capacity that you you do not have the equipment to be able to foretell what's ahead of you but the gps does because it has the bandwidth the capacity the equipment and the side of satellites in an entirely different dimension right in the universe that is able to pick up on things that you ha- will have no knowledge about but because we are sometimes we think that we know it all or we think that we have have it figured out that we're, we we would rather rely on our own familiarity right <laughs> or right. on what we think is best and then end up having to be delayed or get rerouted just to get to the uh, original place that we would have went uh, that we were tr- the original destination that we were trying to get to in the first place and I say all of that to say that God is so merciful and he is so grateful that even when we go our own way, even when we go astray, even when we make the wrong um, turn, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, because you could just get caught up in the scenery about looking around, miss what mm-hmm. the lady tells you to do. And you just uh, keep straight when they told you to make a right. And then you're like, oh, shoot, I ain't know I was supposed to turn. Make- <laughs> yeah, I know I was supposed to make a right right there. And God, like I said, um, you will still get there. Now, of course, he will tell you to make a right at the next light or you have to go left and make an entire circle or whatever. It, it, he will definitely redirect you. But it, it's God is so awesome that if we just listen the first time, then mm-hmm. we will get there on time. It's like the and children of Israel. Come on now. Because That's a long 40 years. Because uh, I've been in Exodus for two years now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, God's been having me study that since I started teaching in the pulpit. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so I um, wanted to share that because you said that when you kind of hit rock bottom, it's kind of like, God, you we've made a mistake or we've gotten it incorrect or we've done something wrong. But I actually wanted to pivot from that point and say, but what if we did everything right and we still hit that rock bottom place? 
You see, I don't think that I did anything disobediently outside of not getting a, um, getting another job when he told me to, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to go through everything that I went through mm-hmm. to get to where I am. Right. And so T.D. Jakes once said, like, uh, I got there and it didn't feel like I thought it would. And so we have these dreams and these visions that um, and these destinations, like these ideas of what it's going to feel like when we get there. And then once we get there and it looks differently or it feels differently, then we feel like we've done something wrong. We've disobeyed God. Or, but maybe what if you're in the exact place at the exact time doing the exact thing that you're supposed to do? And these tests aren't trials and tribulations, but they are necessary encounters to make you stronger for the destiny that he's already pre-planned for your life. So to get back to this actual story. So yeah, I was working for all these different six people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was working for all these different six people. And then I um, met a blessing while I was working for one of, uh, one of the people, uh, she had a speaking engagement at a conference and I beat her there. And there was this other lady that was there. We started uh, conversing and I guess I made an impression on her. Um, From there uh, I had to, uh, this is when I was like losing my apartment. Well, my our lease was ending. It was another sublet, but I had a roommate by then, so we I wasn't living with anyone but my best friend. And so our sublet was ending, and I um, I we had to find another place, which requires what we wanted a real place this time, which was going to require <laughs> first last, <laughs> you know, first last, and then the deposit. And so yeah, I definitely didn't have that. No matter how many um jobs I was working. They, again, most of them w- were uh, unpaid. And then the ones that were paid were immediately going to my rent and utilities. So there really wasn't like uh, any overflow. It, it wasn't any commas or extra zeros in my bank account. Yeah. And so um, I met this lady and uh, she gave me her card or whatever. And so after I knew that I was no longer working with the other person anymore, I shot her an email because I was like, yo, life is getting real. I was just wondering if you knew of any opportunities or had any opportunities. Didn't hear anything back from her. So like two weeks or a month passed. Oh, I'm so glad that this is a Christian radio state, uh, radio interview. I could talk about God super open. Like I yep. always talk about him, <laughs> but now I can tell my full story. There you go. So, um, I remember one day I woke up and I was spending time with God and I had this spiritual encounter. And I guess this, this, this is very much a safe space or God just really wants it to be put out there for whoever's listening. But I never really uh, share this outwardly um, unless I'm released to. And so I had this spiritual encounter with God. Um, one day I was spending time with him one on one. And I just remember I was crying and just pouring out just like uh in desperation, like just diligently seeking him and fervent prayer, like never before, just asking for his guidance, submitting and surrendering to his will, being willing to move back to St. Louis if that's what he had in store for me, just really was just at this place of desperation and uncertainty with what was next. And I remember crying out and the song Oceans came on by by mm. Hillsong. That's one of my and, favorite songs. Yes, ma'am. And you know, Hillsong is here in New York and it's the best feeling in the world when they sing that song at church. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I was... Um, I was li- That song came on and I was like... <laughs> this is too much information. I was in my room, but my room was a mess. Like, I feel like I just, I don't know what was all over my floor. I feel like I had clothes and just everything. Like, my, it looked like a tornado hit my room that day. <laughs> and I really believe it was because um, 
my room was a reflection of my life at the time. Just chaotic. And there was no real order. There, I would have to search if I wanted to find something. And so I was in the midst of my searching God um, in order to find what I was looking for, which was the answer and some guidance that that song came on. And I just in, in had this spiritual encounter where I couldn't even open my eyes. I went from initially sitting on my bed to I was walking. I, I stepped out of my bed. But remember, like I said, I couldn't open my eyes. I was just crying so hard, but I couldn't open my eyes because I just felt like it was God had put this spiritual blind over me, um, over my eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking um, across my floor. And remember, I told you it was like shoes and clothes and just random stuff all over the floor. But what I was seeing in the spiritual realm, and this was the first time I ever had such a spiritual or divine encounter. What I was seeing in the spiritual realm was me stepping out of the boat, much like mm-hmm. Peter. And so I remember I was trembling, like in the flesh, in the natural, I was trembling. I was shaking so hard um, because I was stepping out. I was stepping out of this boat to walk on water. And I just remember I was like freaking out. And I just was like crying even harder because I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I just remember even like I was on my tiptoes, like trying to step. And my body was just shivering in fear. And I just remember I looked up in the spiritual realm and I saw like God in the midst of the sea and he was just like, just keep coming. Like just keep walking. And so I just, I just kept focusing on him. Of course, you know, I was familiar with the, (laughs) I was familiar with the scripture, but that didn't take away any of my fear. And so I just kept looking at him and I, I kid you not that every step that I took closer to him, I got more and more confident. So I went from in the natural, of course, spiritually, I'm walking on water, but in the right. natural, walking on my tippy toes to walking flat footed. And by the time I got to God, I was dancing. Like I'm talking about, I was jumping up and down on top of the water, like it, as if it was like a solid floor that couldn't be broken. Mm-hmm. Right. I was jumping up and down. I was like spinning. Like we were literally, I was hand in hand with Jesus. Like I, this is so crazy. I'm being so transparent, but like, I was just like really at this place of joy and peace and freedom. And I had walked on water and that has been my life since that moment. Wow. After that moment, um, with, in that encounter with God. And it's so crazy because I went from like tiptoeing to dancing and jumping on it and like dancing around with Jesus that I just had this, this fire inside of me, just this ignite, um, to just do it. And I'm never going to forget. Um, after I had that encounter, I went immediately to feeling like I was supposed to do something. And I didn't know what that something was. I didn't have resources. I didn't have a great network. I didn't know what to do, but I knew like I need to do an event. It needs to be a free event and I need to I need to make it happen. And so what I did was I was like, I'm going to have a networking event because obviously <laughs> I need my network to be built. And so if I have a networking event, then I, I go to all these networking events all the time. So I would know how to facilitate one and I can create that space uh, that I need to build relationships that are necessary for my growth. And so what I did was I started calling these different restaurants and lounges and everything like that to see if they had an event space or free event space. And then I tapped into something that I discovered in college, which was my negotiation skills. <laughs> and I negotiated a free venue Space in Times Square. Mind you, this is immediately wow. after my encounter with God. I I negotiated a free venue space in Times Square for February nineteenth to host my first entertainment and media networking event. And oh, February nineteenth, which is in one month from to tomorrow, will be my five year anniversary of hosting events in New York City. 
Wow. Immediately after getting that confirmation, and I call a lot of different event spaces, mind you. I got a lot of no's, a lot of unanswered uh, responses, a lot of emails, a lot of voicemails. And after getting, uh, it was pretty much a yes. It was a yes in my eyes. So, like, Mm -hmm. I I felt so empowered that I wanted to clean up the kitchen. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what (laughs) it wasn't even my day for dishes, but I was just like, man, I got, I can't just sit in my room. I got to do more. Um, I went into the kitchen and that lady that I had sent an email two weeks prior seeking if she had known of any, uh, job openings or position availabilities, she called me. Mind you, I never gave her my number. She said that I was, God had placed her on my heart so urgently that she had to call my old boss to get my contact information. Good grief. From that conversation, she offered me a position to work for her for um, an event that she had coming up. So literally, this was, I'm just going to make up days. This was a Thursday. I went to start working with her on Friday. After uh, that initial meeting, she just brought me into this meeting with this very high uh, profiled person. She brought me into this meeting just based off of the strength of this conversation that God had with her and then me me and him had and then me and her had. And then from there, me and her went, she treated me to lunch. And from there, we had the most open and honest, transparent conversation. And she was just like, how much do you need to keep you here? And that was my shifting point. Well, that was one of my shifting points. And I forgot to tell you that while I was tiptoeing and on my way walking to God, I was I told you that I was shaking and shivering and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I told you that my room was dirty. I did not step on one thing. God had so strategically ordered my step that I stepped in between shoes and clothes and paper to where I, my foot was on a uh, solid ground. My God, that was a word. But my, my feet were on solid ground, even in the midst of the middle of a sea. Jeez. But we supposed to be talking about writing. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so um, when, when I started working for her, things were great. Things were picking up. I let go a lot of those uh, p- positions because, you know, sub- uh, sustainable finances were coming in. And then they were no longer coming in as um, frequently um, as much as we had initially agreed or arranged. Um, for various mm-hmm. different reasons. So I started picking back up extra jobs. And then I had got back to this place of kind of like rock bottom <laughs> of just like, okay, God, now this is getting ridiculous. This is like really like a roller coaster. First I'm up, then I'm down, I'm up, then I'm down. Like I'm really tired of this financial roller coaster, emotional roller coaster, spiritual roller. I'm just tired of it. And um, that's when I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? Like I just felt so overwhelmed with life. And he was like, right. And so um, that is when I had picked back up the pen because I first started writing in 2013, intentionally writing that me and him had that first conversation um, after I had left my job and I started working all these uh, open-ended positions. And then it was in 2015, I believe, that um, that he told me to pick back up the pen. But let me tell you this story. And I know we're running short on time, but let me tell you this story. <laughs> I was um, in the shower, too much information, which, but it's my prayer closet. And I was praying for my mom. And I was like, God, I had just got the phone with her. And I just was like really praying and going in for my mom. And like, God, reveal her to her who she is and who you created her to be. Reveal that seed that you've placed on the inside of her, that once she bursts into this earthly realm, it will bring her forth her millions. Like, I'm just going in praying for my mama, right? Mm-hmm. And then... I'm like, it's, there was a shift that occurred in the midst of the prayer. And I was like, and if I'm her seed, wait, 
wait, I'm her seed. God, if I'm the seed that she's birthed into this earthly realm that is supposed to bring her her millions and just um, break break our family free from um, financial poverty and just uh, gen any generational curses, then God bless me. Show me the seed. Okay, cool. I get out the shower. I was in a, a apartment by myself and I was walking to my room and, you know, uh, in the the doorway I, I didn't even walk in all the way into my room i literally was in the middle of the doorway before i entered into my room and i remember i dropped my hands and i said god who am i at my core and in that moment he said a writer and that mm. was the exact day i'm never gonna forget that was the exact day that i picked back up my pen and i finished writing my first book that was released um december of 2015 wow and so that happened in the summer of 2015. And I finished writing my book December of 2015. I wrote, edited, self-published my book all by myself, all me and God. That is such an amazing story. And it was that book that has opened up the door for me to do absolutely everything else that I've desired to do in my life. It made me credible. So those things that I had already desired to do. Um, like I was already doing like speaking engagements and everything. I then began to get paid for those speaking engagements. Um, and so from 2015, December 10th, cause I released it on my birthday, 2016, I just solely focused on trying to get speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of 2016, God told me you, you worked so hard trying to be invited to other people's platforms. When I put a platform inside of you. 2017 mm. is when I launched my own entertainment. Well, initially it was an entertainment and media business conference for entrepreneur millennials of faith. Mm -hmm. um, but God shifted it to a multicultural and multi-generational business conference for entrepreneurial leaders of faith. And so in 2017, I launched that conference. Um, but during this time from 2015, when I had picked back up the pen, Oh, let me tell you about this. Oh my gosh. In 2015, when I picked back up my pen, that's when everything shifted. Guy, uh, presented me with a job where I, I was starting. He first, he gave me an apartment. I was able to, um, I got approved for an apartment <laughs> without a full-time job, mind you. That was um, God. <laughs> that was God. And then right after getting approved for the apartment, I got hired at Coach as the second assistant to the president of Coach International, so Ooh. which provided me a stable income. Mm -hmm. and, and then from there, um, that's when I released that book in 2015. 2016, I tried to get all these speaking engagements. 2017 is when... I decided to have this on my own conference that got placed on the inside of me, mm -hmm. uh, 2017, which was the Passionist Pursuit Conference. From there, I then wrote the Passionist Pursuit 40 Day Devotional, which was created to help you discover and pursue who you are and what you were created to do. Which I released that on December 10th of 2017. 2018, God then took that conference that was only one year, still in its infancy, on a four city tour across the country. We started wow. in Washington, D.C., New York City, Oakland, California, and St. Louis, Missouri. Of course, I had to take it back home to close it home. out. Of course. <laughs> and literally, it was from me writing one book. The title of that book was From Nothing to New York. It journeyed my story um, from my first day as a freshman in high school all the way to my first summer living in New York City. I talked about my trials and my tribulations. The book was filled with the wealth of my mother's wisdom and how everything that I thought was, quote unquote, nothing is what prepared me from New York. But this is the cool thing. The subtitle of From Nothing to New York is Passion is Pursuit. Mm 
The name of the conference that I launched the next year was Passion is Pursuit, which then took on a brand identity of its own, which launched my, which birthed my second book, The Passion is Pursuit 40 Day Devotional, which then launched me going on a four city tour to now 2019. Although um, my publishing company has actually been in existence since 2017. Um, and I've published other people's book as well as my own. Of course, I'm, I've, I'm pivoting instead of continuing to go on tour to really just get back to the heart, get back to the core of what mm-hmm. I was created to do, which is writing. And I believe that there's a book inside of everybody. And so I really just want to spend 2019 focusing and prioritizing my publishing company, because I believe that if a book and through words can change my life, I know it can change the lives of many others. Okay, so we didn't get to any other questions (laughs) (laughs) that we had set up, but I think your testimony and your your travels through life to where you were to where you are now, I know that helps somebody. It helped me. Um, It just and and um, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Wow. Um. So. Yeah, so we're probably going to have to have you come back so we can actually talk about, you know, putting your purpose to pen. But I think if anybody just sat and listened to what we were talking about and how everything was going, I think they would know uh, and hear that, you know, by understanding what their purpose is. You know, you said a great, uh, the thing you said that just really struck, there's a book in everybody. Yeah. Um, So I think if you really sit down and think and seek God for what that what that might be he'll show you your purpose but you definitely have to be able to i think when once your purpose is shown to you and you believe what it is you definitely have to walk that out and sometimes they have to be in right communication so other people can take it and run with it as well so um thank you so much um and and we did like i said we didn't even get close to we we covered one question that was it (laughs) so okay so before we close out Tell people how um, they can get in touch with you. Oh, social media. All of my social media platforms are Cassandra Lenore. And that's Cassandra with the O. So C-A-S-S-O-N-D-R-A-L-E-N-O-I-R. Um, and if you want to shoot me an email, I've decided to shut down all my other emails. So you can go ahead and just shoot me an email at Cassandra P. Lenore at gmail.com. Or CassandraLenore.com. You can get all of my contact. Okay. Thank you so much for being such a gracious um, guest. Um, and um, look, we're going to have to definitely try and figure a way for you to come back so we can cover everything else. Um, thank you so much. We learned so much today. Thank you for tuning in to Audacious Faith for your business. I have been truly honored to share this time with you. Next week, we will welcome Timothy Simpson. Um, that'll be our first male guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, better known as Tim the Motivator, sharing how to fire your boss. This is Dawn Jones with the Audacious Faith for Your Business. And until next week, keep pressing towards your goals and always step out on your audacious You've been listening to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Dawn Jordan Jones. We hope to have you tune in again for another edition next Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, how will you stand out?